You're currently tuned in to Credit, Dreams, and Everything in Between, hosted by your girl, Frances B. Hey guys, this is Frances from InspiredByFrancisB.com. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by 123 Credit Consultants. 123 Credit Consultants is a full-service financial powerhouse that focuses on your credit and financial goals. Head over to 123CreditConsultants.com to schedule your free consultation today. Tonight's broadcast um, is one of our first episodes on my new podcast, and I'm super excited because I always want to share so many ideas and just things that I'm going through and just share inspiration with you guys. But it is really hard for me to jump on social media and go live. And it's really difficult because people think that you just press a button, you hop on social media, and you're live. And it's like so simple. But there's a lot of like preparation, a lot of time that goes into creating a social media live. And I'll get into like a lot of that stuff later. But um, it, it takes a lot of time. You know, I have to wrap up my day as early as possible, make sure that I get dressed and change my hair and makeup and have a quiet environment. So I want to make sure everybody is situated in my household, you know, before I'm able to do a live broadcast. And Sometimes I just have one of those days where I'm just mentally exhausted and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to do a live right now. And it makes it really hard to stay consistent. So I'm super excited about launching my new podcast called Credit, Dreams, and Everything in Between. This broadcast is going to be talking so much about Of course, we're going to talk about credit. Of course, we're going to talk about finances. Um, But we're also going to talk about everything in between. Um, I am going to get a little bit personal on here. So I'm going to be sharing some of my personal journey with you guys as well. And I'm excited to do that because I'm always feeling moments of transparency And I'd love to be open with you guys and share with you guys my growth and me hitting my goals. And I just feel like it's a small celebration for everybody when um, those things happen. So I'm super excited, you guys. Um, And do me a favor. If you're listening to this broadcast, um, what I would like for you to do is please share this broadcast with your friends, your family members, your Facebook page, your Instagram, your Twitter. Send it out to people and help me spread the word out um, because you never know where my words, my inspiration, my story may not only inspire you, but it may help inspire someone else that's going through um, something through their journey. Um, I have so much to share with you guys. I have so much going on. (laughs) To say the least, I have so much going on, y'all. My life is so eventful, okay? And... um, At this point in life, I'm really just learning how to master life's twists and turns. Um, I know that social media helps people create a facade that everyone's life is perfect and everyone's life is um, put together. All the puzzle pieces are together. But I definitely 
want to remind people, and even for those who follow myself, that no one's life is ever, you know, perfect. Everybody has their own trials and tribulations that they're going through. But the beautiful thing about it is those who continue to push through are the ones that are really learning how to master, you know, life's twists and turns. So tonight's broadcast is brought to you by inspiredbyfrancisb.com, which is my personal blog where I go on and talk mainly about business, but I throw a lot of lifestyle tips and there, um, how to travel for the low, traveling hacks. I talk about, um, you know, saving up for big adventures and your dream vacation. So always um, make sure that you find us on all social media channels, Facebook and Instagram, inspired by Francis B. So it was so funny today, you guys. I went and got my hair done at one of my um, hairdressers and I actually go to her house to get my hair done because she knows that my schedule, first of all, is so unpredictable and crazy. And second of all, her beauty shop is so far away from my house. It's like an hour away. Um, and you know, I was like, that is just too far for me to drive. So we kind of made an arrangement to where I come to her house and she actually does my hair in one of her rooms in her house. And it gives us a moment to bond and talk. And it's so great because she's also an entrepreneur. She also owns multiple businesses as well. And it's always so refreshing and so good just to sit down and have a conversation with someone that is, you know, in the entrepreneurship lifestyle because it is totally, totally different from, you know, having a nine to five. I've had both things going on in my life. I've worked a nine to five. I've also owned a business. I've owned several businesses. A lot of people don't know that. Um, and I am now starting to dibble dabble into some investments. So I have a lot of crazy things that's going on in my life and I'm definitely going to share them so impromptu on the podcast and I don't have to worry about my hair or (laughs) what I'm wearing and what's in my background and if I'm in my car if you guys can hear me like I just I love this idea of the podcast I'm so excited so I'm going to talk to you guys tonight about mastering life's twists and turns I'm going to tell you a little bit about my journey and where I am right now and um, hopefully it provides some type of inspiration um, or just some type of insight on me, myself, if you follow me, and also give you some encouragement on continuing moving forward in your journey despite any type of twists and turns that life might throw at you, okay? Um, So everyone that may be new to my channel, new to my broadcast, new to my voice, new to my brand, my name is Frances, and I am the creative genius behind two popular brands inspired by francisb.com and 123creditconsultants.com. Now, if you're listening to this broadcast, more than likely you came from one of those angles. And um, I started those companies when I was dead broke, okay? Just to be realistic. Um, I currently live in Houston, Texas give it up for the H and I am from Shreveport, Louisiana. So I was born in Shreveport, Louisiana in 1988. So, um, nobody 
reveal my age, but I just told it to the world. I am going to be 30 this year. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I am going to be the big three of this year. And honestly, it's really a bittersweet moment for me. I don't feel um, ashamed or upset or any kind of situation um, with me turning 30 because, you know, honestly, I feel like I have really at this age learned how to master life's twists and turns. I moved to Houston originally because I wanted to go to college and I wanted to graduate from college and I wanted to give myself the opportunity to have access to the resources that I need to live a better life. That's just the real truth. Um, I've always been a free-spirited, daredevil type of person. I never live my life on the level of what if this does work or what if this does not work out. I'm more of a strategic, calculated risk taker. So I um, was working in Louisiana for about three years. I was working at a transportation company and I was pretty much managing the night shift part of it. So I was closing, um, handling all the paperwork, keeping things organized. Um, I was pretty much the only female that worked there. And it was a very challenging job, but it taught me a lot of long life lessons that I still use today. Um, and I ended up quitting that job and going to school in Arkansas at a university. I don't want to say the name of the university because I might say some very unpleasant things about them and I don't want to be hit with any slander type of situations. So we'll just call it my school in Arkansas for now. <laughs> and my experience was I applied to go to nursing school. I always thought that I wanted to be a registered nurse because my mom was a nurse. And I just felt like that was going to be my calling. And my mom, my mom, I'm, I grew up in a single parent household. Um, and so sometimes when you grow up in single parent households, that causes, you know, economic, financial hardships and issues that I definitely experienced early on. Um, I remember us going to shop at the Salvation Army to, you know, get clothes and to just get our basic necessities when my mom was going through nursing school. And, you know, we got food stamps. We got a lot of, you know, um, government assistance to help us get along the way. But I've also remembered us having super exaggerated hundreds of gifts for Christmas, like so many gifts in our living room that when you open the door, they literally fell out of the door. You know, we had so many toys and, and just so many, you know, materialistic things, um, at that time as well. We'll get on to that a little bit later. So back to my school in Arkansas. So I applied. I finally got in. They uh, even offered me a scholarship. And I even got the acceptance letter maybe a year before I actually um, went to the school. So I quit my job of two years. Mind you, you know, I was living on my own. I was paying my own bills. And I was going to a community college in Louisiana. 
So I was a little bit scared about quitting my job, having no job, no income to go to school full time and to move and live in another state that I've never even been to. But I wanted to follow my dreams. I wanted to follow my heart. And I felt like it was the best thing for me. I I had to like cut the umbilical cord of my comfort level in order to push myself. So I knew that I had to make that jump. So after about two or three years, I was working at the transportation company. You know, I didn't even give them my two weeks notice. I just slipped the letter under the manager's door. And I, you know, pretty much said, I appreciate you guys. I got so much love for you. But as you know, you know, I'm going off to school. They did not want me to quit. You know, they did not want me to quit. They made it very difficult because we were like a family there. I'm still friends with a lot of the people that worked there. Um, It was a great working environment, but it was really time for me to spread my wings. I was comfortable there, but I knew that I could achieve better. So I had to kick rocks. So I packed up all of my stuff, y'all, everything in my tiny apartment that I had with a roommate. And I packed up all my stuff and I moved from my like dormitory apartment at LSUS and I moved to my apartment in Arkansas at this university. I did save, you know, quite a bit of money. I don't know. I maybe had like $5,000 saved up. So I was really looking to depend on my, um, school aid, my student loans and different things like that to really get me through. Up until that point, I really didn't take out any student loans. So I was okay with student loans. I maybe had, I had less than $10,000 in student loans. And if you've gone to school, you know that anything under $10,000 is kind of unheard of. A lot of people have like 20, 30, you know, 50, I've even seen 200. (laughs) So I felt like I was doing okay. You know, 10000 I could pay that back. So I went to, uh, I applied for financial aid at the school. They approved me. I think I ended up getting like $12,000 in student loans for that year. Um, and I, I figured the money I had saved plus student loans and I subtracted housing and everything, I figured I would have enough money over to live. So I was like, I can do the bare minimum and I'm going to make it work. Okay. Y'all, I was hella scared. I was hella nervous simply because, you know, I'm moving away from my family. I'm far away. Um, We're already facing our own personal economical crises. And I knew that if I got in a bind or a situation in college, I couldn't call mama and daddy to come and help me, you know? So it was a very scary time. So I went to school. I scrambled up the money. You know, I used some of my savings that I planned on using for the year to live. I used some of that to go ahead and get my books, to get my uniforms for, um, if you've ever gone to nursing school, you know, they require you to have this long list of stuff. They want you to get your, um, scrubs and 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 they want your scrubs to be a certain color they want you to get a stethoscope they want you to get you know your patches and just all this stuff that is like come on now should be a part of my program but it's not um so I got all this stuff y'all scrambled it up you know and 
went online, ordered some of it online, tried to, you know, call it around, found the cheapest deals, you know, really did my due diligence here. Went ahead and uh, moved in to my apartment, showed up for the first day of class. I moved into my apartment, I I think maybe a month before school started. Because um, I wanted to have enough time to get situated, maybe find a job, but I never found a job there. Um, And you guys will not believe what happened. I showed up to the first day of school and as soon as I walked through the door and sat down, about 15 seconds later, the um, instructor asked me to meet her out in the hallway and she asked me to bring all of my things. So all the students in the class just kind of looked at me like, you know, like I was Obama or, you know, Osama bin Laden or somebody that like committed a a heinous crime or something. And I was getting escorted out. (laughs) That's what it felt like. So I got up and I I got all my stuff like she suggested, rolled out my backpack, you know, my hundred and something dollar backpack that I didn't bought because I had all these books. And I definitely couldn't carry them on my back. So I bought this expensive um, turquoise roller backpack. I forgot the brand, but it's like a real popular brand. I rolled all my stuff out and I met her out in the hallway and I was like, what's up? You know, she's like, let's go in my office and sit down. And I'm thinking in my head, what is the problem? Like, what the hell is going on? You know, Um, and I sat down with her and she said, unfortunately, we've made a mistake. You actually were not admitted to the nursing program. You were missing one course. You're missing the second level of English. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I have quit my job, okay, that I have built up and been working at consistently for three years, got a little bit of a raise, you know, um, found a really cool roommate. I had a cool living situation and I pretty much packed up everything that I had in my little car and drove to Arkansas, stayed in Arkansas y'all for like a month and nobody ever came and knocked on my apartment door on campus. Nobody called me, sent me an email, Um, Nobody emailed my school email. There was no due diligence for these people to get in contact with me and say, oh, we made an error, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, "Uh, so what? Okay, so what do y'all want me to do? Like, you want me to take an English class? I'll take an English class. Enroll me in English, right? (laughs) Enroll me in English right now. And I'll take English on top of all the other courses I'm taking, you know, simple solution that was like, no, we've already accepted someone else in your place. Um, have a nice day. Have a nice day. I'm like, I'm sorry. What am I supposed to do here? You know, you guys did not say anything until the day of class. Nobody knew until the day of class. Like you, you, you can call me a week before, a month before. Like I was accepted over a year ago. Nothing they can do. Um, and I, I can I can say my speculations of what I felt like happened. You know, um, this school is is very known for um, discrimination against 
people of color and different things like that. And, you know, my name is a little bit different. So it's kind of you, you really won't know my race or anything like that until you actually like see me in person if you're just going based off my name. So I have my speculations of, you know, I don't know, you know, I think I was the only African-American in that class anyways. So I I don't know. I really couldn't tell you guys. And the funny thing about it is the week before class, I went up there to talk to the, um, the nursing counselor that's in that hall. And I was just making sure they had everything that I had all my patches and I got all the right stuff. Again, nobody ever said anything to me. Nobody ever said anything about a class or anything of that sort. And they wasn't even willing to make any adjustments, guys. So guess what? I am currently just took out $10,000, I'm sorry, $12,000 worth of student loans for the whole year. I signed a lease in Arkansas already that I'm locked into. Um, And I've been dropped from all of my classes. Okay, and school has started. I have like two days to enroll in whatever is left over to prevent me from losing my financial aid. Um, and, and it's like, what, what, what was I supposed to do at that point? Go back to Shreveport? To what? I, I don't have my apartment anymore. I don't have my job anymore. I didn't have anything, you know, and, and leave the school and owe them money. So I I decided that, you know, they wouldn't let me out of my apartment lease on campus. Nobody was sympathetic about the situation. So I ended up staying and um, I ended up staying and I ended up taking some business classes. And of course, I took that one stupid English class and the rest of the classes I just took were all related to business. So I took a little bit of um, more advanced math. I started getting into a little bit of accounting and a little bit of finance. And I think that's where my first infatuation with finances, money, credit, just economics in general came in. So I would say that that kind of jumped off my journey of getting into finance industry credit and different things related to it um i i as i started studying it more starting getting into it more i realized that i was very um interested in it so that is where my journey started with that um for anybody that's interested or wanting to know what happened after the whole incident at the school i did end up finishing out that one year there and um while i was there Um, I ended up, um, kind of like traveling, I guess on the weekends back and forth to Houston, Houston, Texas. And we used to come here, me and a couple other girls from school, we used to drive out here for the weekend to just get a change of scenery because the place, you know, the school in Arkansas was basically in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Um, it was pretty much nothing out there. So it was um it was a little bit hard to you couldn't concentrate on anything about school i mean they had one walmart they had one gas station like it was a very small town they didn't even sell alcohol okay and they had like maybe 
one shopping center with like three stores. That was it. You know, it was basically dirt, you know, animals and and stuff like that. So (laughs) we started traveling. We'll get on the highway. We'll all pitch in on gas. We started coming to Houston. I think we went to Memphis. I can't remember all the places. We went to New Orleans. We went to different places. But Houston was one of our top places that we used to always come to. And I used to always remember getting this feeling of just like instant, I don't know, I just felt the instant just refreshing feeling every time I seen the lights that lit up downtown city of Houston as you're coming into the city. I just felt like um, this was, this is the place, my next, you know, my next place, my next spot, next place I'm going to be. So, um... (laughs) Another thing happened. So school was ending and um, I had already made my mind up. I'm packing up all my crap and I'm coming straight to Houston and I'm enrolling school out here and I'm just going to start over. Okay. So I was waiting on school to end out there. Um, I had already packed my stuff up. I got a call from that school in Arkansas again on the last day of finals. I had took all my finals except for one class. They said, oh, by the way, you owe us $1,200. I'm sorry. Last day of school, y'all. They tell me I owe them $1,200. I'm like, how do I owe y'all $1,200 when I got a refund of $800 each semester? So I got like a refund of almost $2,000 every every semester, you know, every year from them for that year. So I'm thinking, how the heck do I owe y'all this money? They ended up letting me take the final exam, but they held my transcript and said they weren't sending it until I gave them the money. They said they made an accounting error. Um, They over-awarded me on some things, and they didn't catch the error until now, and I need to come up with this money immediately in order to um, basically get my grades transferred to my, my new school. I kicked rocks out of that school so quickly, y'all. Let me tell y'all, the last exam I took, I took that exam and burnt rubber, okay? I put the mop in the back seat of the car. I put everything I had in there, and I took off in my four-door for a focus, <laughs> and I headed to Houston. Y'all, I didn't know a soul in Houston. No, I didn't know anybody here. Never, I don't have, I didn't have any friends, no family. Um, I, I, I didn't know anybody, not a soul, but I didn't know, I didn't have a solid plan, but I knew that if I put myself in a position to be able to have access to different resources, I could make it happen. I can't spread my wings and grow to the next level in a, in a city that had one gas station, a shopping mall with three stores and a Walmart. Okay, but I know that when I came to Houston and I seen all the different opportunities and just so many things that they had available here, I said, you know what, I'm going to figure this shit out. So I packed up and I moved to Houston again. I didn't have much money. I think at that point I maybe had like twelve hundred dollars. But I came. I moved. I can't. I had all my stuff up in my car. I pulled into a hotel, Motel Six, 
and Motel 6 off Bellway 8 and Westheimer. If you guys are familiar with Houston, you know that the south side of Houston is not a place you want to be as a single woman, okay? <laughs> it is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous part of town. Um, it's a, It's known for you know, drugs and, and gangs and prostitution. And I'm going to be real with y'all. I definitely seen a lot of things happening on that side of town. And, um, you know, I just kept it moving. You know, <laughs> I see something happen. I don't even, I just keep it moving, you know, stay in my lane, mind my own business. Um, especially around that time, Houston was just, it was a, a very popular city um, at that time. So I um, stayed at the hotel for a very long time and enrolled in HCC. Um, and I started school here in HCC, started over, no transcript, just started over as a new student. And um, I waited, I stayed in the hotel for about, I would say about four months before I was able to get my first um, place to stay simply because I had a lot of, you know, I had credit issues. I also had no job. So it was kind of rough to be able to find an apartment anywhere with bad credit, no money and no job. So I had to wait until I got my um, school money because again, you know, got grants, I got um, student loans, more student loans. And I was able to, since I was going to a community college here in Houston, I was able to reduce how much I was paying to go to school and really pocket a lot of the money to, you know, get myself back in a better position. I think with books and tuition, everything, it came out to be maybe $2,000. And I think each semester, you know, I was able to get a refund of like $3,500. Um, so 3500 ain't a lot of money, but it's definitely enough money to get you a place to stay. So I ended up moving in with a roommate um, because I knew that was the smartest move to make because uh, moving in with a roommate would have helped me with expenses and I wouldn't have had to pay so much money for rent. And I can really establish myself and put myself in a position to save up more money um, and be comfortable, not worried about the lights getting cut off or anything like that because I'm splitting bills with a roommate. And that's a little bit of my beginning journey. So that's what I mean when I say you have to learn how to master life's twists and turns. Um, I've had so many different things thrown at me that I'm sure we'll talk about, you know, going on into the podcast, but that's just a slight introduction to answer a lot of questions that people ask about me. Um, where am I from? How did I get into the industry of credit and finances and, you know, what made me interested in it? And um, that is pretty much the beginning journey. So I appreciate you guys for listening in. Um, on my first episode, and I hope that it was um, a little bit of some insight for you guys. Make sure that you share this broadcast on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your Twitters, via text message and email. I don't care how you get it to somebody, but get it over to them because if you've been following me on social media, you already know that I'm going to be dropping jewels. I'm going to be dropping tips. I'm going to be dropping it all. Okay. So you don't want to miss out on it. 
So if you're looking for inspiration, if you're looking for credit tips, if you're looking for financial tips, if you're just looking for a little extra somebody in your ear giving it to you real, then you definitely want to stay subscribed to my podcast. Thanks for listening. Well, that is it for tonight's episode on Inspired by Francis B podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you are not following us on any of our social media channels, make sure you head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Inspired by Francis B. If you have a topic, a comment, or a question, or you would like to be featured on our next podcast, make sure you shoot us an email over to admin. A-D-M-I-N at InspiredByFrancisB.com. This is Francis B. And thank you so much for listening.